You're listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Join your hosts, Aaron Walker, Sarah Somosundaram, and Heather Dyer to talk all about home cooking. Today's episode is brought to you by Bessie Box, delivering healthy, naturally raised meat and seafood right to your door. Bessie is a small team in Alberta that delivers local food straight from the farm to you. Choose from Alberta grass-fed and finished ground beef to sustainable Atlantic salmon from BC. You can order on your schedule, whether it's a one-time order or a regular subscription to your favorite Bessie Box. All conveniently flash-frozen and portioned, so you always have healthy meat and seafood ready to cook up a storm. Go to BessieBox.com to order yours now. Plus, APN listeners can use the promotion code APN10 to save 10% off your first order. That's code APN10. Enter it on checkout at BessieBox.com to save 10% off your first order. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Three Kitchens. Today I'm your host, Erin Walker. But before we get into it, Sarah, Heather, I've tried to do something in my life and I think you guys maybe have also been going down this route. I've tried to eliminate some of my single-use plastic in my house. Mm -hmm. So I've done the cold turkey method and I just, my saran wrap ran out. And I just didn't buy more. Hmm. I walked past it in the grocery aisle and I said, no, I'm not buying you. And so what have you been using instead? The thing that I used it the most for was freezing up meat. Right. And so now I'm using sort of leftover bread bags, nan bags and tortilla bags. (laughs) My meat doesn't live in my freezer, I would say more than a week, maybe Hmm. two weeks. Oh, it, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. I'm not super concerned about packaging it really well because a freezer burn I just okay. like I bought these reusable Ziploc bags they're like a thicker plastic um they don't work great and I tried freezing meat in them and the Ziplocs don't work fantastic oh, oh no hmm. so now I'm using so unfortunately in my drawer I still have some Ziploc bags and so I've now my crutch is these Ziploc bags that are also single-use plastic Hmm. Do you wash them out and use them multiple times? I think I use a Ziploc bag about 37 times before. <laughs> and then when the zipper starts breaking or it splits at the seam, I'm like, oh, okay, now we're done. <laughs> you know, these are the really flimsy Ziplocs. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I am not hmm. happy with, with this situation. With the system. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get more, tr- trying to find different methods to do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe somebody listening will have some suggestions for us Yeah, yeah. to replace that kind of plastic wrap. You guys know that I, I tried beeswax wraps that's right so i believe the way it's made is i think they take cotton fabric and then somehow coat it with wax right i think that's the how they make them so i have some and i do use them but i find i don't use them with meat because it's not recommended i think because you just wash it by hand with some soap Mm -hmm. Um, so i use them to wrap cheese and it works Mm. really well or if i have like half an onion 
I'll just wrap it up with one of those. Um, and they go in the fridge and they typically do okay. The thing is you don't want it to get too cold or too hot. Okay. So it's kind of an, it's not a really versatile right. product. Does it have problems opening in the fridge when you put it in, if you don't like tuck it or something? Um, I haven't really noticed that, but because it gets stiff, right? It's like, mm-hmm. if you don't wrap it kind of tightly in the first place, mm-hmm. or if I have like a bowl of something that I just need to cover, doesn't need to stay like airtight. I'll just mm-hmm. wrap it over with, as long as it's not touching right. like leftovers or something, but they're not ideal. I'm still looking for something that like you, that would work better. Yeah. And I noticed I made some Rice Krispie squares in like a big, you know, nine by 13 dish. And I was like, oh, I don't have saran wrap to cover this with now what? Cause so I let it set quickly with a piece of tin foil on top. And mm-hmm. then I chopped it up and put it into a container. Mm-hmm. Whereas normally I would just leave it under the saran wrap and use that as my container and kind of take out as I need from there. So I had to think fast on that one because I didn't have a solution. I was like, oh no. Yeah. How about you, Sarah? I have a big problem with this and, and using too much plastic. And every time I we go grocery shopping or I make a big batch of buns mm. or anything that I like to freeze, this is a conversation that is had in this, co- in this house all the time. Oh, we use too much of this and what are we going to do? And I just haven't found, yeah, a good alternative. One great thing though, though, is if you get butcher's paper, instead of wrapping it in saran wrap or plastic wrap, you can just wrap it in butcher's paper and that works well. It still has to go into a Ziploc bag, but try to look for those. Um, But when it comes to my breads and my buns, I've got nothing. I still have to individually wrap every single one with plastic wrap so that they don't stick to one another. Right. And then they, so that they don't get that freezer burn, right? What's the difference between butcher paper and like parchment? So I think one side is waxed or has silicone on it. I'm not sure which one. It's not as pliable as obviously saran wrap, right? So you're going to mm-hmm. have to kind of make your folds and it takes a little longer, but why not? Yeah, no, this is, it's, it's very interesting that you bring this up because I think this is something that has been plaguing us for a while because we're feeling a little guilty when we do things like this. And the yeah. funny thing is we're trying to preserve the freshness of the food. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to waste that. No. But at the same yeah. time, you have to use a wasteful product to kind of preserve those things right so that's a good point maybe some other point we can also talk about the plastic produce bags in the produce section oh yeah and what you do with those because I tried to switch to fabric you know you can get this little fabric bag with a drawstring what a pain it is for the cashier who has to then open it up and look inside and see what like you know what oh, I mean? Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Interesting. I, oh. I have switched over. I have quite a few of those mesh bags. Maybe mesh is better than because mine's it's just cotton fabric bags that oh. I've got. You can't see through them. Oh, that makes uh, now I understand why your cashiers are grumpy. Yes. <laughs> you see? <laughs> so I stopped. Oh, I stopped back. using them. Now I use them for other things, those little bags. Because back with those bags. <laughs> oh god, Bag here comes lady. up. That woman with her fabric. Yeah. In terms of produce, I tend to 
now go to the produce section at the end. So what I do is I place all my groceries on the bottom and I just place my produce on the top. And I know it takes an extra wash when you get home, mm. but I don't use those plastic bags anymore for nice. produce. That's my only contribution. I still can't figure out the uh, plastic wrap Saran stuff. wrap's a hard one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe somebody has a suggestion for us and can help us reduce this or has a better product. It's hard to test things out when it's like 20, 30 bucks a pop. Yeah, sometimes you have to make the investment to then test it. Yeah, the beeswax right. wraps are not cheap, but I would say mm. they're worth it for the things that I use them for. For sure, okay. I do use it like all mm -hmm. the time. And I think I've had them over a year. I can't remember exactly when mm -hmm. I bought the ones that I've got. All right, are we cooking? Are we cooking something? <laughs> so what have you gone to the grocery store? I have for? not gone to the grocery store. I've gone to my my most local farmer myself. Huh? Nice. Yourself. <laughs> So last year when Heather ordered, oh my God, I don't know how many garlics. A giant you box You had a of huge garlic. bunch of garlic that you ordered and you put some in your flower bed and said, do I want the rest? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I opened it up. I have like a huge patch of garlic. It is the most garlic I've ever grown before. And they're all doing fantastically. And so this year, Heather, I will buy the box of garlic. <laughs> okay, because I only have a small... Space. Well, I mean, I could fill my whole garden box yeah. with garlic. And really, that probably would be a lot more worthwhile to me than the spindly <laughs> carrots that I get out of there and like a couple of peas. Do you guys get your garlic from the twin twin garlic brother, twin brothers farm? This one was uh, Versys, I believe, which I think okay. comes from BC. It does seem to be quite good. And they've grown like absolute mm. crazy. Yeah, they're doing so so good. I don't think I've ever had garlic do this good in my garden before. So I think a bit of it's environmental. We've had some good mm -hmm. weather for it. But I mean, mm -hmm. just in terms of the success rate in what came up, it was nuts. Yeah. So this year, let me know. I will buy the box of garlic and then you can take All your right. cut. <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting to that time in the season where the garlic is starting to bloom. And so it produces this. So the leaves of the garlic are kind of flat normally when it's growing and then all of a sudden this round tube comes out and it's got a flower bud on it and mm -hmm. so people call them swan necked greens because they've got a rounded curly swan neck so we'll take some pictures yeah. of them and post them up when we uh, yeah and they they curl around yeah. they're really beautiful they're gorgeous. in the garden yeah, yeah. So I have 50 of them now because I have 50 garlics. Wow. I was going through the garden and weeding and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, all these scapes have come up. I don't know what to do with these. So I am going to test out three different recipes with nice. my garlic scapes. We will see. Which means we get to test yes. it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can determine from that what to do with mine. Because I've got to start cutting mine soon too. <laughs> and I don't have nearly as many. I just have a small patch. Right. I've gone and referenced good old Canadian cooking cookbook, Chatelaine. They have an Ooh, online yes. website. You know, nice. me, I've got my, my Chatelaine from 1968. I've got a Chatelaine from, I think, 2008 is my other one here. And then I went online for these ones because I couldn't find anything in there. I always think of the buff jelly <laughs> or whatever. Whenever you talk about Chatelaine's, <laughs> yeah. I always have to laugh. Let for a me second. recover <laughs> Chatelaine's reputation here. All right, let's do that. <laughs> Every let's cookbook that. <laughs> from the 60s would have had the same terrible. That's right. Yes. She's not putting her scapes into jelly. 
No, we should be fine. I should have looked up something horrible. Okay. I didn't go that. (laughs) That book is kind of just there as like a, it's only there for looks now. I don't open it anymore. I'm afraid (laughs) of what might come out of it. Okay. So I've gone into chatelaine.com and I've looked up some recipes. So the first one I'm going to try is a pickled garlic scape. Mm. You know, might as well start our preserving season up right away here. Mm. So it's got garlic scapes in it, vinegar, sugar, water, salt, peppercorns, and chili peppers. Um, Mm, I'm thinking those chilies that you gave us for our chilies episode that we did with the TC San Network. Mm -hmm. What type of Mm -hmm. chilies are those, Sarah? Those are red Tian San chilies. So they're very, in my opinion, sort of a milder heat. Some people would say medium, they're not high heat, but they would be a good one. They're nice and smoky. Are they similar to a Thai chili? No, they uh, Thai chili would be much spicier. Okay. So then if I want to dull it down a bit, I could still use those other guys? Yes, yeah, totally. All right, it's just going to be a refrigerator pickle. You clean your garlic scapes. Um, they're going to kind of sit in a curled coil in the jar. So the picture of them looks, I think, is going to look really pretty. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, You combine your vinegar, sugar, water, salt, and peppercorns, boil it, dissolve your sugar, and then you just pour that hot mixture over your scapes that are in your jars. You put add your chilies in after that, and then you just let them sit in your fridge for two weeks. Oh, only two weeks. That's And then after that, you can use them for up to a month. Nice. Some of the suggestions they have is serve them in a salad as like mm. a as a garnish or um, in place of gherkins in a potato salad. Oh, so I think that sounds really interesting. interesting is like a, you know, I always like that pickled little bit in a potato yeah. salad. So yeah, I think I might go and try that. Okay. So I know if you're giving some to us, I know what I'm going to do oh, with mine. Mm. Awesome. I'm going to make a Caesar, um, one of those drinks. And I'm going to put oh, that in because <laughs> I always like like a pickle in my yes. Caesar and I hardly ever have Caesars. Do you guys have them often? I always forget yeah. to get the ingredients. It's like a rare thing, but when you have one, it's like yeah. so satisfying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. oh, I like that idea. Maybe we can eke out some time and we can, we can okay, we are going to <laughs> eke out some time and yes. we can make Caesars with these scapes together and we It'd will so enjoy good. all the other iterations together. It'll be like totally. garlic scape central and mm-hmm. hopefully nobody else will come near us. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, nobody will want to for a few days at least. People will approach us and be like, no, no, nope, too funny. soon. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so the next thing I'm going to try and attempt, also from Chatelaine, is a garlic scape pesto. Mm. You chop up your garlic scapes. Um, You're going to have toasted pine nuts, grated Parmesan, canola oil, lemon juice, and salt. So if anyone has listened to this podcast before, you know I'll be substituting. (laughs) Lemon juice and salt. (laughs) salted lemons for the lemon juice and salt. No way. (laughs) All right, so I... I mean, (laughs) now that this has salted lemons in it, we know it's just going to be amazing and we'll drool over it and talk about it for days. Mm. All right. (laughs) I'm tempted to make a pasta with it because they do that. But they also you can also put it on, make something called crostini. And I believe it's like little toast slices with the pesto and 
So I'm mm. going to, I'm going to try, I think I'm going to make up some little appies because I think that would go well with our Caesars. Mm, <laughs> I think so. Creating a menu as we go here. Is, yeah. <laughs> All right. I and like the, it. I made um, scape pesto last year with mine. I have, ah. I even found my picture from Instagram. I had the scapes and olive oil, but I had walnuts because oh, yeah. that's what I happened to have on hand. Ah, Instead of pine yeah, nuts. Instead of pine nuts, but I had yeah. lemon and salt and like all the same things. Did you know about preserved I lemon? I sure did honey? not. So, so restart. Yeah. restart. And you know what Back I had? Zero. Um, <laughs> I had, and I have it written right here on my thing. We had it with grilled chicken and zoodles, zucchini noodles oh, okay so okay. uh and it was quite good and one of the hashtags that i put on here maybe this is a warning it was packs a punch so <laughs> i remember it being like woo quite intense oh, yeah. uh garlic so okay right which is good we all like garlic so it's gonna be good i think mm-hmm. this is gonna this sounds like yeah. the perfect uh date night for the free for the three of us <laughs> <laughs> totally all right and the third thing uh, that I'm going to try doing, and I don't really have a recipe for this. I've just heard of this, but I feel like I can accomplish it without a recipe. You can just pick them fresh, wash them, olive, salt, and pepper, and grill them on your barbecue. Oh. And apparently, they have an asparagus-like taste. Oh, interesting! It's like oh. it's asparagus-like when you if you grill them like that. So it must yeah. totally tone down the garlic. I'm assuming it must really do something to change it up when you grill it like that. But mm. I can't remember where I heard this or read this, but I know that at some point last year, because I had a few garlic scapes, um, I came across this suggestion on somebody's food blog. I mean, this is, we're digging back memories from a year ago. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's a, a mighty pile to dig through. <laughs> I like this idea. Almost any yeah. kind of like it's it's a sturdy enough yeah. stock that you could yeah. grill it without it kind of falling to mush. You know? Yes. Yeah. And I think and I remember just reading like a cook it like you would asparagus on the grill. Mm. So you want it to be hot. You want it to brown and, and you want it to be yes. to be quick. So nice. I think I'm going to have enough to do that. Totally. It's such a crazy versatile plant, you know. Because you get mm-hmm. the scape, which you yes. trim in order to send more energy to grow the bulb. That's so you right. need to trim it anyways mm-hmm. in order to, to allow that bulb to grow better. That's right. That's really mm-hmm. important. <laughs> you've got this piece of it that you've had to trim off. And it's like, well, what do you do with it now? So it's like, but that piece in itself is so great. It's so tasty. Yeah. yeah. It's like your first hint of fresh garlic in the season. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. kind of like an early treat that you get out of your garden yeah yeah well an early treat I get out of my garden. <laughs> yeah. I put them in my stir fries and my eggs mm. and- mm-hmm. I think you can like chop it up like you would a spring onion mm-hmm. and put that on like mm-hmm. whatever you're whatever you're making like a garnish mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I just have too much garnish now now it's become excessive. <laughs> like so, your chives. You yes. have a problem with like excessive small things that you only use a little bit of. <laughs> and my tarragon plant that just went boom. <laughs> oh, okay. So here's another question about scapes and chives Ooh, and sure. all that stuff. Is there any way of uh, keeping them over a few months? Like, can you freeze them? Can you dry them? Is there something else? You I can imagine do? you could dry. I should put some in the de- dehydrator and see what happens. 
You could probably make like a, like any herb that you dry. I bet you could do that. Be really interesting to try out. So pickling yeah, it will make it last longer. Pickling, yeah. that's right. Pickling would. The pesto can be frozen. Oh, okay. That's right. Didn't you freeze it in ice cube trays, Heather? I did, and then I just popped the cubes into a Ziploc, back to Ziplocs, back, uh, to and I. <laughs> And we pulled that out in the middle of winter, but honestly, I didn't use it all because I kind of forgot. And then it's in the back of the freezer and I'm like, mm, it doesn't look as great anymore. So um, <laughs> I would say if like two to three months, maybe in your freezer and beyond that, it's not going to be as fresh. I don't think that sounds right. right. Yeah. But you can make it last a little longer. It's all an experiment. You could try just putting the scapes in the freezer and pull them out a month or two later and see what yes. you got. It's all an experiment. And I, my friend, am your lab rat. <laughs> So experiment to wait. All right, guinea pigs. So it's going <laughs> to, we're going to have to wait a little bit because I have to preserve these babies, but I'm going to get on that right away. And I'm going to say uh, in two weeks. All right. I'm going to get the Caesars ready. Yoo-hoo. Mark your yeah. calendars, pre- prepare your list. It is going to be escape date night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't bother brushing your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your husband to sleep in the basement that night because you're just going to ooze garlic when you get home. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Sounds good. good. Looking forward to it. See you in two weeks. I'll see you earlier, but see you in two weeks. I'm not talking to you till I have those scapes. Hey, international listeners, having a hard time finding Clamato juice? Simply mix together tomato juice and clam juice that comes from a can and season with Worcestershire and hot sauce. Don't forget to salt that rim and add that pickled garlic scape. Enjoy! This episode of Three Kitchens is brought to you by the Business Council of Alberta. Have you wondered what goes on inside a CEO's mind or what it is really like to lead a company? C-Suite Unplugged, an Alberta Better podcast series, brings you fresh and honest conversations with Alberta's biggest CEOs, from leaders in energy and finance to tech, innovation, and agriculture, and everything in between. Join host Adam Legg, president of the Business Council of Alberta, for an unplugged conversation with Alberta's leaders about their stories, what keeps them up at night, and their outlook on the future of Alberta. Find new episodes of C-Suite Unplugged on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen at businesscouncilab.com slash Podcast. That's businesscouncilab.com slash Podcast. New episodes drop every other Tuesday. So we're back. Erin. Hello, hello. Scapes. How yeah. did they turn out? Scapes were good. I tried out three different recipes, as we talked about. Um, so I'll make this like you make a compliment sandwich where you start with a good thing, you have the bad thing in the middle, and then you end on a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So the first thing that I did is, is I went out into the garden and I harvested off all my scapes. I think I have about 50 to 55 garlic plants. Wow. Is what I remember counting. So it's a lot of garlic plants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did notice, however, though, when I was harvesting it out, they were starting to get a little bit, what's the word for it when your asparagus is like woody? Woody. Woody. There we go. Thank you. So it was getting a little bit woody because they were kind of hard to trim. So I think I left them on there for a little bit too long. Some cases that was a problem and some things it wasn't. So as soon as the escapes were out, I started working on the pickling 
of them because that was going to take two weeks to sit in the in the fridge in their brine so the brine was really easy uh cider vinegar sugar water a little bit of salt pepper and some chili pepper that i use there the the tian xian the the dried chili peppers yeah um so it all mixed together really easily they coiled up nicely and popped into my jars filled them up and uh just let them sit for two weeks. So, I mean, the process was nothing. Uh, and then we enjoyed those with Caesars yes. <laughs> the other night. I love oh. those pickled scapes. Those were so good. Yes. And you know, so they were delicious. so Yummy. sweet and I didn't really remember how I made it. And so it was a lot of sugar in there. It was sugar uh, and cider vinegar were the main okay. um, pickling ingredients. There was only just a tablespoon of salt. Mm-hmm. Mm. You could really, once you told us, because we were like, what is, what's in here? And once you said it was the vinegar, then like, I really noticed that cider vinegar in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it just softed it up. And oh, yeah, I really, those were really good. So did we explain what a Caesar is? I think our Canadian friends will totally understand what it is. But maybe outside of Canada, this might be something new. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point, Sarah. You guys made them. I just provided yes. the scapes. So how about you? <laughs> so a uh, Caesar is an ounce of vodka or more if you want, right? And then you top it with something called clamato juice, which is a mix of tomato juice and clam juice, a little bit of clam juice. And I know it sounds awful, but it's really tasty, right? Mm-hmm. And then you usually top it with I see now, like I'm screwed up with the W word, 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 Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce, <laughs> and a little bit of hot sauce, and uh, and then you put something pickled in it that tends to be like a pickled bean or pickled asparagus, a pickled cucumber, yeah, a pickle. You can put just a stalk of celery in it. Yeah, lots of people celery. do celery. And yeah, then yeah. now you can put some pickled scapes. Oh. So it's very close to a Bloody Mary, but it's got that clam element to it. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the important parts is salting the rim That's right. of your glass before, mm-hmm. because then you get that salt or spice with every sip as you make your way around yeah. the rim That's as you drink it. I drink it. <laughs> Keep turning it. You just have to turn yeah. it for every sip. You know, yeah. before you guys came, I had some limes. And so I used lime juice to wet the rim. Like mm-hmm. I cut a lime and wet the rim with the lime juice. And then I made a celery seed and salt and pepper. That was really good. And just dipped the glasses in that. I really liked that. It was really good. I I liked the celery salt in that. It was really Mm -hmm. a great idea. Yeah. And they're really good if you don't want to drink them with vodka too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're a really tasty drink if you like a virgin drink and you want something that is a little bit special. But it's it's not usually the thing that you have. Like it's a rare Mm. kind of drink right you don't have it very often because it's like it's quite filling right savory yeah and yeah. it's like spicy yeah and you don't want to yeah. eat too much with it it kind of stands on its own because That's it's right. got so much yeah. flavor and stuff in it it's yeah. like a cold soup is really what it's like yeah kind of is but it's delicious I know this doesn't sound good but it is a very iconic drink here. And mm-hmm. Does Clamato juice exist everywhere? No. No, it's a Canadian thing. It's a very I think. Canadian thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that was really good. So that was delicious. Mm-hmm. The pickled scapes, definitely going to do that again. Nice. 
So as I alluded to with harvesting them, they were kind of woody and um, just just not as soft and tender as you kind of want them to be, I think, for doing the grilling part, which was the second way that I made it. So just like asparagus, I um, covered them in some olive oil, salt and pepper, and then threw them on the barbecue. Mm -hmm. And they smelled really good. You know, they kind of had a sweeter taste to them when they were grilled up as well. Like, Mm. you know how we were talking how they were sweet in the pickle? They were Mm -hmm. sweet like that too when they grilled. But um, unfortunately, they were just, a lot of it was too woody and it was very like chewy. We kind of had to attack them to eat them. It wasn't like, Uh. "Mm, delicious. It was like... (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't pretty the kids were like these are terrible I hate these right you know and I was like yeah they're not my favorite you know and so I would say if I'm gonna try that again harvest them earlier Mm -hmm. Hmm. or listen maybe that's how they are when you cook them that way right like Mm -hmm. I don't know like in the past I've only ever thrown them in the food processor and made pesto right or chopped them up and put them in like I put them into a spaghetti sauce or something right right Right. And I do it with a stir fry. So yeah, I chop them up really small. If you're trying to eat like a full scape in some prepared form, maybe it just is that texture. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is. Yeah. And you know, like the parts that were closer to where the bloom of the flower is, Mm -hmm. were much more tender. And so I was just like picking them up and eating the good parts. And then by the time it got down to like the woody stem, which was quite a bit of it, I'd just be like, I'll just leave that on my plate. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I was a little bit disappointed, but the flavor was really interesting. Let's talk about the third thing you made because... So the last thing that I I attacked was this garlic scape pesto. So it had garlic scapes. I had toasted some pine nuts, uh, Parmesan. I used olive oil. And then, uh, of course, salt and lemon juice are called for. So, bada bum. (laughs) Nice. Salted lemon. No. It's the the ultimate two in one. Anytime your recipe calls for lemon and salt, it's like, why would I do both? That's just silly. I did end up adding um, some lemon juice on its own because the bite of the garlic was, whoa, when I first made the pesto. Like I mixed this all together. I estimated what I thought I would put in for a lemon. So I think it was a a quarter of a lemon from the salted Mm -hmm. lemon jar and only used the peel. Put that all together, blended it in the food processor. And as I tasted it at the end, I was like, good grief. So I added, oh, I think another tablespoon or so of just lemon juice, because I think the acid helps balance out that bite. Right. And then I let it sit in the fridge for three days, because I also think the longer it sits with the acid, the bite is not as strong. Right. Mm-hmm. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm under the impression that the longer something like a garlic or an onion sits in an acid, it kind of calms down that spiciness. Well, that's what happens when you pickle something. Yeah, when you pickle something, it does get mellower. Like garlic gets mellower that way. So then we made a pesto crostini. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. That is like my new favorite thing that I just want to make all the time. So good. (laughs) Like I ate myself sick on those, I think. We ate them because I was like, I just can't stop. Was it mozzarella? It was mozzarella. Oh, so good. You slice up a baguette. You put olive oil on the bottom. And on the top of your slice, you put your pesto, cheese, and then you just top it with some tomatoes. 
Mm. some freshly diced tomatoes. And so I went through the effort of taking the skin off my tomatoes. I sliced it so that it was only the flesh of the tomato and kept all the seeds separate. And then I salted them a little bit a few hours before you guys came over so that my tomatoes tasted like extra boom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or that's that what so I good. was hoping for. Yeah. And so, yeah, the three of those things to get, I could live on that. I think I've never had it before. Oh, and I made this all in the barbecue too. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. So instead of using my oven, I just kind of got my barbecue to 350 and popped it in. Nice. Those so, were yeah. good. Those was they were addictive. Good. And so yeah. garlicky. Now I remember because Heather gave me a ride home <laughs> after that <laughs> night and I got into the car and I go, whoa, my, my breath mm. it smells so garlicky because I couldn't stop eating those. I, might, I no. may have been the one who ate most of it. I in. didn't notice probably because I was eating it too. Although I didn't eat quite as much because I'm never sure how much cheese to trust. Right. Right. So right. I actually, I, if I were to make it, I would have put more pesto and uh, like just a sprinkle of cheese as opposed something. to a slice. you should have said no, give no. me more pesto unless yes <laughs> no, <laughs> second not, batch this is not on demand cater to me when i come to your home no yes, it is we're trying it out different <laughs> ways no you totally uh, it was super good i would i asked, yeah, it was I so good it. Mm-hmm. but if i were to make it i would probably less cheese more garlic bring yeah. it <laughs> Yeah, yeah those, were, those were intense. I felt like as soon as I walked inside my house, I was like, I felt the same way as you, Sarah. It was yeah. like all of a sudden my mouth like felt like the garlic just exploded yeah. in it. And I was like, which oh. I don't mind. I love garlic. I, I eat garlic raw. So that's yeah. not an issue for me. But I was just, I didn't realize that till. Yes. I, I felt conscious of Heather being a little bit too close to me. <laughs> like, oh, no, <laughs> I stink. <laughs> Yeah, no, eating outside and just enjoying all of the the yum. Yeah, that was such right, a nice right evening. Right next to the garden, under your mm. apple trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was lovely. My my yard is not anything to write home about, but it sure was nice to just spend the time outside. It's relaxing and it's beautiful. Ah. And I don't know, it's, mm-hmm. it's such a nice vibe going on there. We could also mention that um, another friend joined us. And yeah. She's celiac. Yeah. And so you used, um, instead of the baguette, what was it that she had? Um, I had a rice cracker that was like a rice and nut it was made out of. So it was just the cracker that was exchanged and just the pesto, the cheese and the tomatoes again. Mm-hmm. So, And she really enjoyed it too. So mm-hmm. if anybody out there yes. can't yes. eat the bread, try it with, uh, you know, some kind of gluten-free cracker of your choice and it will still be delicious. Mm-hmm. So I would say yes to the pesto. I would say yes to the pickle. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. And grilling them up. Eh, maybe they'd be better if, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I'd try it again, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh wow, this was super delicious. I want this to be mm-hmm. my veggie once the mm-hmm. skates come out. Eh, I'd rather yeah. put them in these two things that we can save their flavor in and really intensify sure. it because wow. Yum, yum. Though I will say, if you chop that skate down a little more, like dice it a little mm-hmm. more, I think it'll be easier to kind of, it'll be more palatable. Yeah. I think, um, you know, in the past, I've chopped them up and used them mm-hmm. as my garlic in place of using yeah. a garlic yeah. root. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know what to do with the amount that I had. Right. right. I, yeah. Yes, I love garlic. Not as much as Sarah. <laughs> Maybe she could have chopped up and diced and eaten 52 garlic scapes. In that time, but easily. I, 
<laughs> and they kept in my fridge actually for quite a while, mm-hmm. just in a plastic bag to keep their moisture. And is that how you're supposed to store them as well? You're supposed to put them in a plastic bag because that's mm-hmm. what you did for me. Heather, yes, right? I did look that up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the fridge. Or they'll just kind of yeah. dry out and become. Mm-hmm. And because we were heading out camping and I, I had used some in a sauce and then I didn't have time to do anything with the rest, I threw them in a Ziploc bag in the freezer. I just wanted to be able to keep them. I don't know how they'll come back out of the freezer right. as right. a whole scape. I have no idea really what to yeah. expect of that. But oh, worst case scenario, just toss them in a blender. This- Make a pesto. Or, you know, um, maybe I just, I could put them in a dehydrator and make a, because I've made garlic powder before with, with the bulb. Maybe scape also makes a good powder. I don't know. Ooh, that'll be nice. Uh, that'd be yeah. something to try. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. how they will be in the freezer, because I know once I tried that with asparagus and that, that was a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, some vegetables <laughs> don't survive the freezer no, well, so I'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, you'll have to let us know later on about that. Update everyone at some point. All right. Well, let's um, let's uh, wrap it up there and say that uh, scapes are definitely good for pesto. Definitely good for pickling. It's your new pickle, everyone. Scape is your new pickle. Yeah. yeah. And Chatelaine was a good resource. There was no angelé involved. So <laughs> no bouffe gelé. Bouffe gelé. All right. And look at that. Garlic is like the plant that gives twice, right? Keeps on giving. Escape, and then in a <laughs> couple of months, you'll get the yeah. bulbs. Yeah. And that'll keep going through the winter. So it's like super. And fun. the breath, it gives you the breath as well. <laughs> the plant that keeps on giving. giving. <laughs> Thank you, Erin. That was really yummy. Yes. Hey, I'm happy to share. And anytime we can, we can have a garden party and eat our food Mm. yes anytime yes that's gonna be that's the new standard now all right well invite your friends over make this up and uh and they will all love you so much for it and don't forget the caesar all our international Mm. friends go that's great well if you can buy clamato juice i don't know if if you can can. (laughs) otherwise you can always use a tomato juice and make a bloody mary it'll just be as good with spice just spice it up okay guys well we'll see you next time all right bye and now for the fine print you can find recipe information and photos on instagram and facebook at three kitchens podcast why don't you leave us a comment give us ideas for future episodes we'd love to hear from you and of course if you like and subscribe and follow all of those things help other people find us those garlic scapes are not my favorite